Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, themes of a sexual nature, and spoilers about something you've probably not seen yet. You've been warned. Alexa, play the Friday Night Beer Club podcast. Here's Friday Night Beer Club from TuneIn, resuming episode 48, Who Snips the Beer Men? Girls, this isn't Wyatt, this is Chris. Uh, we would just like to take some time out very quickly to say this episode is dedicated to one of our hardcore listeners, uh, Darren. Come here! Get over here! Friday Night Beer Club Podcast. Hey there boys and girls, my name's Wyatt and you're listening to the Friday Night Beer Club. This is the review of 2019, the things we watched, the movies, the films, the TVs, all that jazz. Um, <laughs> we are still a man down, he's uh, still got the lurgy, so I'm just joined by uh, Chris. Howdy. And Simo. Hello, good evening, hi. So, um, <laughs> or it might be the morning. Depends when you're listening to it. It could so. be any time. You could world. be. You could be listening to this on your own yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas Day. We don't judge. It's all you know. Just yeah. thank you for listening. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's now thrown me off. My, I had a spill in my head. Oh, sorry. You've ruined it's, it. it. It's all gone. But back on track. Um, we've got some comments from Ben, who's uh, sent us a few text messages of some of his likes of the year. Um, but let's crack on. Do you want to go TVs or film first? What do you fancy? <laughs> I don't mind. I mean, I'm... Okay, hit us up with one of your favourite things that you watched this year. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start on TV then. In that case, so my favourite TV, what's um, called a series of the year was Chernobyl. Good shout! Um, it was just absolutely brilliant. I just thought. It was so well done. Mm. It was really well portrayed. Uh, the casting was absolutely fantastic. Um, in, in terms of like lookalikes for the characters and, and the performances were really good. Uh, obviously, it's quite a dark um, kind of story, you know, a lot of death and, and gore in parts and whatever. But um, yeah, no, I just thought it was really well done. I think, um, the, I think the thing of Frozen is, I don't know whether my pre-expectation going into it was that I thought it was going to be like leading up to it. Yeah, and it begins with it with, it. with the yeah. incident, and you're Completely like, agree. "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, that that, that definitely because obviously the the explosion is the first episode. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> my first thinking was, "Where the hell do they go from here?" This was brilliant, but where the hell do you go from here? But yeah, the whole what I never understood, and I think I said before, was I never really you never really knew about the afterwards. It was no. like there's been a nuclear explosion. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that that was my. My my TV pick. It was Trevor from EastEnders, wasn't it? Naked, covered yeah. in soot that made yeah, it that, for you. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what did it. I mean, I had to. That that stood out for me straight away. There was a few other things which, after thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, remember those? I, I mentioned in case anyone else has said them, but yeah, that was probably my top pick for the year. That is one that I still just never got round to watching because I always thought I've got to be in the right frame of mind because it's not going to be like a cheery. Comedy no. to watch. No, it's not. I mean, we watched it the week after um, yeah. having my son. Mm. So I was like, well, nothing yeah. can get much worse than that. Yeah. So it was like... It this was, is the it, world yeah. we're bringing you into. I think, I, yeah. I, think I, I think it'd been on for about a couple of weeks on Sky. 
and I, my Now TV pass was coming to an end just because of Thrones. And I was like, I need to watch something else on it. And then Actually, Chernobyl was there and I went, ah, oh, right, sweet, yeah. right, I'm getting on this. Yeah. And it was, I was so glad that I made the decision to watch it. And then I think because of that, I could binge it. And I literally went, did it all in one sitting, which I know is a bit but yeah. grim, but it was no, such no, yeah. a watch that you were like, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep going. I think there's some programs that benefit binge watching. Mm. Some shows we'll talk about later, but it doesn't give you that time to think between episodes. Maybe not for Chernobyl, because it's probably more, it's more documentary style than... You know, it's based yeah. on real stuff. Whereas, yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of um, shows like The Watchmen that we get onto, that gave us time every week to think about yeah, yeah. where you think it's going, what's going to happen. Mm. Whereas if you binge watch it, you're just on that ride the yeah. whole time. You don't really come up for air. But you yeah. mentioned um, Game of Thrones. Mm. So that was kind of, that we, we talk, I think we spoke about it a little bit. But overall, that was the final season. Mm-hmm. Huge show. Do you, looking back there, you've had time to reflect. Do you think it ended well? Were you happy? Or do you feel that it didn't really, the uh, last few seasons kind of petered off a little bit from the initial four or five seasons? Yeah, I felt, I felt that, that obviously they were trying to go for, you know, the, the epic, like the epic scenes mm. and stuff like that. Um, I think with everyone, it just felt on, quite frustrated in previous seasons you always felt like whenever there was something going on anybody could die no one was safe yeah no one was safe at any point in time someone could suddenly be killed and you know in a battle anyone could die whereas clearly with this when it comes to the big battle in episode two or whatever it was two yeah. or three yeah and you know you were kind of expecting a big character at least one of the big characters, and, and they all kind of survived, and it was just kind of... It felt a little yeah. safe. Yeah, it, it felt safe. So, yeah, I think it was this point. In reflection, looking back, you know, clearly from a cinematography perspective, it was absolutely... Most wonderful mm. show. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, that, that series and, and some of the stuff they did. Um, it just doesn't get... Do you notice the difference of when leading up to the finale, it was just memes and gifts and I think that was the most fun about this time. season I think that was the most it's fun yeah. it's meme game was brilliant but once it finished it's, it's, it's gone like, yeah. like anything these days is so disposable but it's gone no one talks about it no I haven't really it, thought about it since fortunately. I know there's been the talk of the spin-offs but no I think it's all on death um, I think I think with the, the problem with it was it was again the, the actual ending the final episode to be honest, I've got no problem with the actual final ending of the story in any way whatsoever. I think where I took issue, and we've said it to a blue in the face, but it's more about the pacing of it. And it's almost like you spent a lot of time pandering around not doing much. And there were a lot of, especially in the last two seasons, a lot of um, episodes where they didn't do anything and nothing yeah. really happened. And it seemed to me that it would have been better to have developed some of those things that happened ever so quickly, which, you know, like Daenerys, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it, I don't know, it's this thing, feeling of entitlement these days, isn't it? That people don't like when, you know, their favourite characters or stuff do this. You know, the backlash about Daenerys, it was always it was always on the cards from day zip. Yeah. It was just that it was done very quickly. And the problem with doing it too quickly was that um, you got that reaction. But, yeah. you know, that was if they'd have spent two or three episodes with her getting to that point... Yeah. <clears throat> So that you could understand it, that then, yeah, that would have been fine. But it was just literally, it was a, 
Oh, right. Okay. And she's the bad guy now. Oh, yeah. It does <coughs> seem to be easier to build and just kind of keep people in the dark. You look at, like, um, I know, N. Mike Shalaman or something like that, that for 75 percent of his movie, you haven't got a clue, you haven't got a clue yeah. what's going on. It's easier to drag stuff out. And then you've got to such an expectation of what's going to happen. The payoff, you're never going to please everyone. And I think Bram the King kind of, mm. that kind of meh kind of reaction overall. It, it um, was almost like, in a, the, 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 you know, then Queen Sansa, actually, I'm going to remain independent and all this. It was all like mm. a very much... You know, pandering. But I, I look at it from the perspective that I'll always look on it fondly because it was the fun of getting there. And I guess it was a bit different to me to Lost, which a lot of people compare it with. Where Lost, you'd become so entwined in theories and things like that that when it did, when it actually went back to what you all originally thought it was mm. going to be, you were yeah. like, "Well, why would you spend so much time dissuading us from then, this think, concept when actually that was it all along?" Lost was <clears throat> at the beginning of. TV shows being that big, big, yeah, and so people being so invested yeah. for such a long period of time, like the ongoing storyline, and just there was even Lindelof admitted the thing like the polar bears and stuff like that. Just that was nothing. They just mm. the things that went nowhere. That the pieces they were put in place. That I just find didn't it pay off. I find it so funny that you know that JJ and Lindelof get so much shit for uh, Lost. And other things, you know, and other movies which yeah. are around at the moment, and and then I think, well, hang on a minute, because actually, well, again, we don't, we can, you know, we don't have foresight to to pick this up, but I can say that you know, that another TV show that had all their fingers and thumbs mm. in this year has been, you know, absolutely for me the best thing this year. The pro- I think the problem <clears> is is like um, there was an interview once with a guy from Metallica, guitar player called Kirk Hammett. And he said, whatever you create and put out there, whether it be film, TV, music, anything like that, as soon as it's out there, it doesn't belong to you anymore. And mm-hmm. people always have their own interpretations of what a song means or what a show should be, what a character mm-hmm. should be and stuff like that. So as soon as it's out there, the the end result is always going to be disappointing to someone. So You're never going to please everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So getting back to this year <laughs> then, um, yeah, overall, I think looking back at Game of Thrones, it was a great ride. There were some low points and some lots of great bits, but it was good. You know, everyone was in, everyone was chatting about it and yeah. um, it was good for us to all, you know, we all watched it at different times, but get excited for each other mm. when you're going to get to the Red Wedding or you're going to get to other yeah. other bits and stuff like that. It was fun. Um so you've got Chernobyl. I'm going to go in and say <laughs> it was very close between Ooh. two shows. Um, so I'll give an honourable mention to the Umbrella Academy. That was my favourite show of the year up until nine weeks ago. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Umbrella Academy is brilliant and I'm looking forward to season two, um, which I don't know if that's next year or the year after. But my favourite show... Which I'm probably going to be sharing with Chris. Um, we talked about it deep last time on the podcast, so we won't do that now. We'll just skim over. But Watchmen, mm. um, a show again by uh, Damon Lindelof. Um, it's basically everyone Lost. from Lost except for JJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I listened to an interview with Damon talking about um, it was all he 
got that Tulsa story first and wanted to tell that. And the Watchman's actually been, he's been approached for it since 2010, just after the Watchman movie came out. And, and they were like, look, we want to do a TV show. And he's like, I haven't got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we found this Tulsa story to I, use as I, the backstory for it. Um, it's just a well put together show. Everyone, there's some great performances in it. The soundtrack's on point. It's amazing. Um, I'd say to you, Simo, just the point is you don't need to go into it with any pre-existing knowledge. You don't need to know anything. If you do, that's cool. If you don't, you don't need it. But I think there's something you can enjoy watching the first few episodes be like, no idea what's going on or... It, well, it's the conversation. You know, yeah. I watched the very first the very first episode. I was like, right, Watchmen. Yes, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and I remember specifically, yeah. like, going back, you know, to um, <laughs> one of the last conversation I remember uh, Dar- or Dar- Darren who passed away was, what is this program? I don't get it. What's going on? <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, uh, I'm not really too sure either. Maybe this might help. But, but I think what it, it did was a wonderfully crafted story wonderful performances you know Jeremy Irons in that show is having more is fun than the, anyone he is like <laughs> eating the scenery mm. he is hamming it up but it, it in but it's so good and I won't because obviously you haven't seen it I don't want to say anything because just in case you do get around to watching it um, but it's like as it seems to, well should I say that yeah it's, it's a trope that seems to be happening quite a bit in TV shows today where especially like Westworld-esque in that you've got a story and things are happening, yeah. But what you're seeing isn't necessarily the order, oh, the chronological okay. order. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then okay. when, and with Watchmen, I think specifically is that like very much like the first season of Westworld. Yeah, everything is probably hidden in plain sight, but you don't realise. Yeah, it. you don't realise it. And yeah. it gets to about episode six, and like the penny drops, or it mm. gives you, and you're like. It oh, oh my yeah. god! And then you're like, and then it just kind of just progresses and progresses so that you do hit a one yeah. final timeline. But yeah, it, it, <clears> I think <throat> um, it's like we've gone into the characters and some good things have happened. But um, if you watch it as it's a show about a woman called Angela Abar, mm. yes, it's her story yep. and all the comic book superhero stuff is kind of. They're supporting stuff to her story. It's right. ancillary to what's going on in yeah. her life. So if you, so didn't, if you didn't know who Doctor Manhattan was, it doesn't matter because it's not important. You're not going to watch Endgame or Aquaman or anything like that. It's not mm. that sort of thing. But it's pretty well done. Um, um, other things <coughs> I think then that I'd like to give some mentions to the boys. The boys again. Oh yeah. They're, they're, we've got <laughs> as we spoke about before. We've got into yeah. a place now where these comic book kind of shows can come forward because now everyone's got a good understanding of what comic book t- movies are and stuff like that. Mm. There's room for these ones that are slightly... I think what it is is you've got, you've got your Marvel and your DC universes which are very nice, shiny, bright type things and there's a lot of independent comics or comic book writers and comic book studios that have been around for donkey's years and now people are looking for like an IP that they can tap into yeah, to kind yeah. of do it. And these other stories from these less known things like Valiant um, and Image and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Image, but Walking Dead. Uh, where else is Image? Oh, Christ. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Umbrella Academy's Dark Horse. Yeah, Dark Sorry, Horse. Dark Horse. And Bet- Bet- but all these shoots. So they're finding their best stories. Yeah. 
and and they're putting them on, and it's an alternative take to those lovely shiny glossy yeah. Disney characters that they are now yeah. to these actually massive fuck ups. And I'm more about the fuck ups. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to go. In. I, I yeah. realise we talked we, much we've about, talked about that. a lot of these <clears throat> over the year. Um, Afterlife. That was a good oh, little yeah. series. Yeah, Enjoyed yeah, that. that was, I think yeah. we all thought that was no. Was that this year? Yeah, yeah. Year. Mate, yeah, that was amazing. So as that I was amazing. I explained off mic that I've been keeping a list all year <laughs> because our memories are that bad. So since January, I've just and listed beer. every movie and TV show that I've watched. Yeah, it's good. a fucking long list, mm. but yeah, there's so many things that we forget about. Um, Glow, I watched. You know, I know it didn't start I mean, didn't this like year, it. but. The late late season was this year. Um, and really enjoyed Glow. Yeah, Glow I, to that. I smash Glow every time they release it. I've yeah. done that a lot in a couple of days. I can't remember if we talked about living with yourself. I don't think we have at all. I smashed that as well. Yeah, I smashed yeah, it in record time. Went through that. I, I was don't think we talked about it. Before. Fairly fifty Did you fifty watch about it? it. No, no, it's the Paul Rudd thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I really. That's the thing, isn't it? You forget. I, I loved it and uh, it, everything about it, it was something very different to what you'd normally get. Mm. And, that, yeah. and actually, you know, getting to the it, getting to the end of it, it was great. And obviously... It wasn't what I was expecting from the trailer. No. The trailer <laughs> no, made no, it seem no. like a light-hearted comedy that was a TV version of a um, film with... Um, Oh, what's his name? Michael Keaton called Multiplicity. Oh, where he yeah, just yeah, duplicates yeah, yeah. himself over and over again. Yeah. One's doing the cooking, one's doing the cleaning and all that. Yeah. But it actually turns out to be quite a dark. Um, there's one episode, I think, maybe episode five or six, where it gets really dark. And um, we even had to pause it for a little bit and say that was yeah, a bit yeah. too much. And the ending, I wasn't too keen on. But there were some good bits. I think it was at its best when it was being more light-hearted. And fun about it when it got a bit more dark I kind of tapped out mm. a little bit um, but yeah that was this year and um, a fantastic season of Stranger Things was this year as yeah, well yeah that was great I loved yeah. my eyes out at the end um, oh I did that because that's another one I did in a day I did in a day and I think that's the problem sometimes with binging it is that you literally go um, as I've done again with something else today is that you fly through it and that's it. You're done. Yeah. And it's almost, I guess, you know. Sometimes you, when you do a week, a week after week after week after week, you get time you, to it, reflect. Yeah, it, you digest it more and yeah. reflect on it more. Yeah, Whereas definitely. Whereas if, if you binge everything in a very short space of time, yeah. it's almost kind of like it's it's come and gone. But, yeah, I did. I think I did that with Stranger Things. I think I binged that. I binged Jack Ryan season two, um, which is just you know it's not breaking any new ground. But no. it's just, I think it's always nice to have a 24-style yep. show. I like that sort of shit. Yeah, a bit of action, a bit of... Uh, um, and I have watched the first half, and this is probably going to mean fuck all to you, and I'm not sure if you've seen any of it, but the first half of the crossover event of the um, no, CW Network it. for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Unfortunately, Sorry, Ben's not here. Yeah, that would be the loving now. Masturbate over it. <laughs> so um, the crime. It's a very uh, famous sorry, crisis on crisis. Infinite Earth. So basically, back in the day, DC um, had far too many different characters going on on different worlds. Can't believe it was that. getting confusing. So a story was written to basically kill off 
a load of characters, mm. whittle it down to some canon character, like core characters, and then just move on from there to start a new slate. That's quite mad when you think about it, because that Watchmen and that Crisis books were written in the same year. Mm. They were out of the same... That's fucking mental. But think what about it, it. What it is, is uh, there's a guy called the Monitor, and uh, he is fighting <coughs> a guy called the Anti-Monitor, who was um, basically destroying <laughs> all of the... Or the alternate Earths. So it's okay. Earth 1 through to God knows how many. And he's destroying them all. And so the Monitor pulls together all of the heroes from these uh, Earths yep. to fight him. And that's it. To stop him. And so, so it's like Avengers. It's where it's finally Thanos. DC have kind of seen what <laughs> um, Marvel have done and decided yeah. to pull their dick out a bit and go, well, you've got that. Yeah. We're going to have multiple Supermans. We're going to pull in Batman. We're going to have Batwoman. We're going to have right, Arrow. Okay. We're going to have it. and right. not only that, they've been pulling in the original um, Robin from the sixties Batman TV Burt show. Ward. Burt Ward is in it. Really? Even just like fan. Yeah, like the guy who does the voice of Batman in all the cartoons and yeah, games. Kevin Conroy's in it as Batman. There's just most of the chaps that played Superman. They pulled in. So you remember Sick Man? Well, they look suited up and stuff. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, Sick Man Returns, the movie with Brandon Ralph. They yeah. pulled him in. The guy from Smallville is a Super Superman. Uh, Kingdom Come. So, yeah, Tom Welling, they got him in. And, and they just pulled in all of these bits. So there's always something that's just... I haven't watched it yet because it's a bit... Right, for someone who doesn't necessarily watch those shows, um, I don't. it's like, isn't it? It's like Arrow Season 8, Episode mm. 25 or whatever, and then Dean Supergirl Kane, Season... F- yes. Was no, it? No, no. Dean Cain was in Supergirl. Oh, so, okay. It, but kind of. but it, it's if they'd have just said right, we're going to do a mini series, and it's episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'll be yeah. like, okay, that's fine. But at the moment, when things are like popping up into a feed, I'm like, I don't even fucking know which one I'm supposed to be watching or which <laughs> order I'm supposed to watch it in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what I'll do is I'll wait until they. <laughs> but they've done it over five episodes, so there's five shows, and each show has one episode in its season that is connected to this story. So they've done three of them. <laughs> yeah, done, I know, done I know. three of them this year, and they're releasing the other two next year. So we're halfway through it. But I get to see two Supermans fight. I get to see Lex Luthor. I get to see all sorts going on, and yeah, it's brilliant. But that's yeah. enough of um, yeah, jazz. There, I think, there is one TV show I wanted to mention. Okay, um, because hence with my with my jumper. <laughs> oh um, yes, of course. So uh, the Mandalorian. Mando. Mando. Carl Weathers doing in your best Carl Weathers. Yeah. Mm. So. Simo, basically, to explain this to you, it is Disney Plus's flagship show. Which we have legitimately watched. <laughs> We've all watched legitimately. We all have Disney Plus subscriptions. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No. Um, and it's like the most pirated show, isn't it? it Around at the moment. Ever. Um, and the most memed bloody show. But basically, the, the, the premise is, it is a live action Star Wars TV show that's half an hour for eight, is it nine episodes? I can't remember. Nine episodes. Eight, eight episodes. Eight episodes. And it's written by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a completely independent of the films. It's got nothing to do so, with them. So you don't need to watch any I, films yet. Because I, I don't even know who the Mandalorian is. Have you heard of Boba Fett? Yes, because you he, always talk about him. He's your your Mandalorian armor. So he's oh, okay. His name's not Mandalorian. His name's just Mando. But um, I don't know if it's, so. It is in terms of its. Universe, if you like, it is the Star it's Wars. It's in Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's, there are stormtroopers. It's, right. it's set five, five years, years after Return of the yeah. Jedi. 
So if you're not, okay. you don't like the Star Wars, so it's probably not going to be for it's you. Just, I don't like it. I'm just not invested in it in the well, same but way. You could probably this watch is, this yeah. with no need for a reference. <clears throat> okay. You, look, everyone knows what Tight a Stormtrooper looks like and certain yeah. characters that have been in Star Wars before. It's basically, they've got the Star Wars toy box and they're playing with it. Yeah. So okay. it's like putting on a nice comfy pair of slippers for us. We're like, it's a different story. It, it's not groundbreaking storytelling by any Oh, it's means, not. No, it's not. But you, I don't care because there's so many little nods and references to Star Wars for us to be happy with. And also, it's an easy 30 to 40 minutes for non-Star Wars fans to maybe I watch. Think, oh, I think the best oh. appraisal of it is that our, my daughter doesn't really... She likes Star Wars, but she's not bothered about it. Like She wouldn't go out of her way, but she'll watch it if you see what I mean. Mm. And she wasn't, she was moaning a bit through the first episode. And then you get to the, this is the thing. They kept it quiet. This is how they've done it. They kept it quiet. And you get to the end of the first episode and this, there's this thing and you're like, what the fuck? And then that is it. And literally every week that recurring character might be in it on the screen for a maximum of about, what, five minutes? Oh no. Of, this, this, well, latest episode. So, oh yeah. This week's one's fab, but. Uh, well, we can mention what it is because it's it's on, on my jumper, bloody jumper. baby Yoda. <laughs> so the thing with it's baby... difficult to avoid given it's yeah. taken over the internet. Because I was a bit worried about wanting to spoil the fact of that, and then I realised, oh well, everyone's doing it, so fuck it. <laughs> Look, Laura couldn't give two shits about Star Wars. Baby Yoda turns up, and yesterday she sat there watching the whole episode with me just for to see what Baby Yoda's up to this week. Oh, he's been so, a bit naughty this week. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we won't go into the, the details of what he gets up to, but you know what? You could watch it and sit there with the kids and yeah. love it. And yeah, uh, and it, you know, the cast is really good. So you've got Carl Weathers yeah. in it. Taika Waititi's in it. Um, Richard Ayawadi was in it. Yeah, he was, he was in it from the IT crowd because all I kept thinking of was the IT crowd the last episode. But he was running around chased after Baby Yoda. Um, the, yeah, the cast has been really good and then you've had uh, oh because Spring turned up this week yeah. and he, he's like the big super bad boss the final boss but you know it's just nice there's lots of TV shows that try and be very clever and all this mm. sort of stuff whereas this one is trying to be just cool but it's turn, not turn your brain off it's just an easy watch yeah. that's all it is and, it's just, and, and the Mandalorian is played by thingy from um, Game of Thrones oh the, the Viper um had his head crushed in by the mountain. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh my god! And he's in Narcos. Yeah, he's in Narcos. Yeah, I know exactly that, what you mean. That chap. He yeah, he is Mando. And, and takes, he's quite good. And it's like dread because he never takes the helmet. Yeah, off. he never takes it off. But it's just like the little nuances and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, that, so yeah. that was fab. But yeah, it's not like the best TV show. But I'm very glad that it's around. Yeah. And it's right. like an interesting thing to say that I think you that know, in seven weeks of it being on telly, I've been more invested in Mando and Baby Yoda than I have been over five years over yeah. people <laughs> I want in a see, film. <laughs> I want to see a spin-off show with Baby Yoda and Bad and Freak, but we'll get on to Bad and Freak <laughs> later. Um, TV-wise, and I think that probably wraps it up, other things we watched, we, we sat down and watched every episode of that Jungle programme. Don't know why. Well, I'm uh, slippery, get me out of yep. It's just fun for Ian Wright, seeing him freak out every five minutes. Um... The worst show I watched this year was The Island. What's a load of... Yeah, but because of you, I decided not to. Yeah, you saved yourself some time there. Um, I think that's probably it, unless anyone else got any other shows. If not, we'll um, be 
Uh, I was going to quickly mention, shout out, because I've watched six episodes of it today, uh, was The Witcher. You get 20 seconds of Witcher chat. Uh, Henry Cavill does a fucking good job. There's lots of boobies and it does the books and the video games justice. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I like to find the resolution, but Henry Cavill as Geralt, spot on. He's nailed it. Absolutely well, nailed it. Next episode, <clears throat> well, you'll have watched it all, so you can uh, have a bit more of a deep dive yeah, yeah, yeah. on that one. So, movies. <clears throat> Who has got a favourite movie this year? Do you know what? I kind of struggled to pick my favourite. I'm annoyed because stupid UK cinema releases means that I can't... I, I know can't that have Jojo Rabbit. I can't <laughs> have it as my film of the year, where <laughs> I know it probably would have been my film of the year. I think January is um, going to be strong with Jojo Rabbit. You've got uh, The Gentleman, uh, Guy Ritchie's new one. And also 1917, so I think it's going yes. to be a strong um, month. Do you know anyway, what? I'm, I'm going to go for a really random shout, because I was thinking about this, and I thought, I've got, I always have to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Does I'm going to... Godzilla? No, it doesn't. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say my favourite film this year probably was Diego Maradona, or Diego oh. Maradona. I have not seen the documentary, but I, um, was it done by the same person done Amy? Yes. So basically, the premise is that uh, it highlights the point where Diego Maradona got transferred from Barcelona to Napoli mm. in the um, mid eighties, and um, they found he kept it. His manager at the time, back in the Mister Time, had had the foresight to have a camera crew with him literally all the time, like a proper film yeah. crew to film everything that he got up to and what he was doing mm. that they would use at some designated point in the future and it kind of just tailors the story from where you kind of get a bit of the background about his life and how that you know he's kind of progressed with football and was quite a talent and then went to Barcelona and didn't work for him and then he went to Napoli and they kind of accepted him for what it was but it's this point where you start this really humble nice family man yeah, and how he just there's a point in it where he cunt. literally just something in him at one point in the film, you can just see something's just clicked in his head and he's mm. gone, fuck this. <laughs> where he's just got so, I don't know, obviously there's things leading up to it, but it's mm. just this point where he's gone yeah. and he becomes from being that humble family man, you know, from Argentina to this massive, the best footballer in the world, massive coke snorting yeah. cunt. <laughs> That I still think he's fabulous watching all his adventures <laughs> today. But I think it'd be, it, and it, it's just like the soundtrack that's done it's really well, the way it's edited together. And I, I just, and I was desperate to see it at the cinema. Um, at the time, Curzon had only made it like a members only mm. screenings mm. and stuff like that, which was annoying. Um, but something completely different that's out there. I said it, it's a, I mean, I think it's, I think you can probably watch it on Film 4 now or, or Amazon Prime or one mm. of them, but it is totally worth the hour and 40 minutes that it is I, I, I really liked it I, I, I do want to watch it give I just thought I'll just jump away from something that's a big blockbuster <coughs> no, that's fine. Because, I, because the thing is I'm still <coughs> thinking about it now I think that's the point I still think about it or that, that there's things in it whereby yeah. a lot of what we do now is very much a wham bam thank you ma'am mm. and, and, and we're done yeah <coughs> oh, excuse my coughing I'm still kicking out my flu you've got the lurgy uh, um, great <laughs> so what have you got then Simo what was your Standout movie experience this year. Um, I am going to have to say the Joker. Excellent choice. Good choice. 
Um, We've got him into comic. He's no, well, no, no, that's not a comic a book com- movie. No, no, fuck it, take it. No. It's a comic book movie. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, one, it's the only time I went to the cinema this year. But, um, <laughs> so, not, so, not to pick from. <laughs> no, 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 but I have I have seen other things that were released this year, if, if you class, you know, Netflix films and some other stuff, which is now out on Blu-ray and DVD, etc., but yeah, no, the Joker was, I think when the trailer first came out, I said, I think it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah. To me, you know, it looked very dark and it was quite a dark story. It was so far away from what I'd class as like a kind of comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, It's not really a comic book movie, is no, it? It's Apart not. from it's got a comic book character yeah, in it. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly it. Yeah. And you know, there's a little bit at the end of it, which just to try and kind of tighten and stuff. It, it's really but connected by name. Only name only, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so and I, I don't know, it's yeah, just, no, it's just absolutely, such a brilliant film. And it again, was. it was another film that was still with me for day. I, yeah. Again, I agree, just come out of it thinking, fucking hell, wow, and you it, know, it, whacking it, Phoenix. It was a stewer, wasn't it? You could something, yeah, you just next few weeks. The, I like things like that, you keep going back to in your mind, mm. and you think, oh, do you know what? I think this, and I, I like the ambiguous ending, you know, was it all a dream? Uh, was it all just him imagining it or did it actually happen and yeah. it doesn't need an answer all the time There's no you didn't need one about that, no, and exactly. I think yeah but if I guess I, you know when they say they go, oh shit they're going to do a sequel mm. and it's almost like I don't need a sequel because yeah. that was just perfect I think no that got shot down the day after by Todd Phillips and saying no we, that's, we're not playing yeah. on it we talk, they talked about it I don't show, want it to be they, like they don't know where, where can it go so, that's the thing it's kind of the way they did it if they do a sequel you know, it, it kind of you know just op- the way it ends as well you can mm. anybody can then open up to their own imagination to be whatever they want it to be and a that's sequel, what's so good about it a sequel undermine that yeah. movie it's the scene it, I think with the with the door yeah. that always right. that in the cinema my heart just went ah fuck like literally, uh. <laughs> but that's it because you genuinely didn't know. Yeah, is he well, gonna? Yeah, is well, he gonna let him or is he gonna? He... Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just that down, it's just that downward spiral of kind of you know things, and it, you know had a lot of social commentary to it to an extent. Yeah, um, you know about well, actually it talks very much about now mm. as well. You know, if if you want it, yeah. I'm not going to get on political front. No, but no, it, but that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's why a lot of people can tap into it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was just, just so well done and it was so well paced. And it, you know, it, I just, as I say, I came out of it and I was, I was never going to see that at the cinema. I had no intention. Mm. And like the final trailer perked my interest and I thought, fuck it. Yeah. Beautifully shot, beautifully, yeah, brilliantly acted. And, uh, if he, I'd, I'd love it if he to get the Oscar best yeah. actor Oscar if, for that. If, if, yeah. a, if a sequel is released, the whole kind of thing that I mentioned about you can leave it with your own, you know, your own imagination as to how mm. where do things go. Well, from that would give you an answer straight away, wouldn't it? The sequel. And so. you don't yeah, but that. if you have a sequel, yeah, it takes that away because yeah. then you then completely split the audience for everyone that's come out and loved it and it's had such good ratings. If you have a sequel, all of a sudden it's then like the sequel will probably flop because of the fact it won't necessarily meet everybody's I don't think it will happen opinion so, yeah I mean yeah, we it, all have different theories in the ending yeah. I, I mean I still believe that he never left Arkham he, he, he's just been in there both, <laughs> that was both, my feeling. but you know it's one of those things where either way same as Inception 
either way that that whether it falls or it stays spinning, mm. I'm happy with either of those kind of conclusions. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't mind. I like to think that it did all happen because it, it, because it was him, it happened by association. It wasn't him causing that uprise yeah. or anything like that. It was just people being mm. people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's up there, I yeah. think. So um, that's, that's for me, um, for, in terms of films released in 2019. Excellent. That, that is my choice. I struggled a little bit because there's been some good films. There has. There but has. there's also been some a lot of average stuff this year that I've watched. I think purely for what um, it's been building to, I think I'll put Endgame up there as what I enjoyed the most this year for it. all the pieces to come together it's not a typical movie as we've spoken about it's doesn't work like a normal movie but I think, I think it was generally the film that I was the most excited to go to the cinema mm. to go and see mm. like literally counting down the days minutes hours to go and see it um, I came out and thought yeah they've, they've landed it <clears> pulled it off I was happy with all of it Um yeah, I mean, I again, I, I know we, we've had this talk on, on previous pods. Mm. I don't think it was the best of the Marvel series, but in terms of us, we've been on a, a 10, 11 year journey with these films, and that was actually quite the, yeah. the, 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 the sorted ending. You know, we could start again, we can that's exactly go other places. I don't think there's anything I've watched this year that I thought, that's amazing. Uh, Joker, brilliant. Uh, but it's just that one to put up there, I think it would be probably between Joker. An end game, but just to be a little bit different from what you think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I written, I've written down put end game but... up there, but um, you know, again, you you look back at what we had this year. And Glass was this year, which you know was average. Captain Marvel was this year. It feels mm. like Captain Marvel was two years ago. It does like feel like it um, very much. Yeah. You know, there's loads of films I I enjoyed. I enjoyed John Wick Three. I enjoyed Polar with Mads Mikkelsen. Both kind of very similar films. There was also shit like Men in Black International and Hellboy, <laughs> Predator. Go it was on. Predator this year. Yeah, I think that was this year. No, I'm it? convinced it was last year. Oh, sure. It might, it was, I, no. Well, if that came out this year, it was shit. Um, but Hellboy was this year. And I I don't often fall asleep in cinemas. But I fell asleep three times. And I mm. had no idea what was going on in that fucking movie. But... <laughs> I, you know, I think <laughs> if I had to put something on this year, the thing for my kind of favourite movies is fan service. So I enjoyed Endgame, I enjoyed Joker, I enjoyed Star Wars, and I enjoyed Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Are we, are we going to... All movies that pander to me. Are we going to get that out of the room? Are we going to talk about it? Well, let's... We've had a big chat about it on the Art of a Pod, but we'll just drop Star Wars in there. It's in my top ten of movies... This year, um, I think. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I go with that. That's, yeah, that's cool. But it's for me. It's not worth the mention of top like three movies of the year or anything like that. So, um, yeah, Star Wars was Star Wars. We we spoke about how we felt about it. They stuck the landing for it. Happy days, Simo. Can't wait to not see it. <laughs> um, um, any other movies that you might have watched this year that you liked? Elite of Batter Angels this year. I liked it. That was fun. That was that actually one. really good fun. Um, 
I don't know, there's like things that were disappointing. I could probably say like Lego Movie 2 was not what I wasn't anywhere, a patch on the first one. Mm. Um, oh, well, uh, Shazam was this year as well. Like, yeah, Far From Home, not Far From Home was fun. Far From Home, yeah, there's loads yeah, of, there was loads of comic book fan stuff. Um, although there was X-Men Dark Phoenix, less probably <laughs> said about that, the better. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, do you know what? I'll hold that because my daughter's banging to X-Men and that's the first X-Men film that come out that she could go to the cinema and see. So for the yeah. fact that she was that excited and that happy about it, <laughs> you yeah. came with me, didn't you? Yeah. But she was blurring on about all these different X-Men that are in the film that we didn't have any yeah. bloody clue over. <laughs> I think, you know, there's just lots of movies I enjoyed. That, you know, Between Two Ferns on Netflix, we mentioned that before. You know, that, that was, was great, great fun. Great, great little fun. Hobbs and Shaw was exactly what you expect it to be. Did you guys both watch The Irishman? I haven't watched it yet. No, I've watched The Irishman. So let me... For all these people that say, oh, I haven't got the time to watch it, you'll binge watch shows mm. and spend the whole day watching it. It's just with The Irishman, it's not good, fellas. And my... There was something jarring for me with the de-aging. I know it's very clever, but the one thing you can't de-age is how an old man moves. Mm. So when when there's like yeah. there's a bit with Robert De Niro hitting someone and then kicking them on the floor, it looks like a pensioner doing it, <laughs> but it's a it's a forty year old or thirty five year old De Niro yeah. supposed to be doing it, and you're like, he look they all yeah. look old when they move, and it's just very jarring. But that aside, it's a solid Scorsese movie if you're. Scorsese is Scorsese, isn't it? And I, I think I it's, know, if you've seen, there's a you know Scorsese hits his peaks, you know, around the time of Goodfellas. You know, that's probably if you look at it. As my perception is that is his yeah. best film. It's like I say, it's no Goodfellas. Goodfellas is still my number one Scorsese movie. I would like it. You know, there's this big debate where he's been slagging off other types. Of, well, not slagging off the types of films. Actually, I think he just critically said that they were a certain type of genre that he didn't really like. But at the same time, you know, actually, if you want to break it down to that, mm. what what does what does Mr. Scorsese make? Yeah, to well, an extent, pretty think, much a, a, a particular genre where you know you know what you're going to get from a Martin Scorsese well, well, movie. This year, you had two directors that made more. I wouldn't say more mature, but more traditional cinema movies. So, but. I know Irishman had a couple of cinema releases. Yeah. But it was mainly... Again, watching it on Netflix is a bit different from going to the cinema. Um, but you had Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Hollywood, which, again, was another long movie. But it wasn't, like I said on the pod a few episodes back, it wasn't what you were expecting a Tarantino movie to be until mm. the last 20 minutes kind of thing. The mm. rest was just... Um, he just brings you into this world of Hollywood. Of just following this actor that's on the decline, and um, <coughs> an actor on the rise, and uh, I forget her name, uh, Margot Robbie's character. I forget who she bloody plays now, but um, before she died, it's like um, spending some time with her, just seeing her being happy and seeing her films being released and what she should have enjoyed hmm. and stuff like that of how her life should have been. Um, but again. A, they're both very long movies that, yeah. you know, you're not going to go, you're not seeing Goodfellas when you watch The Irishman. You're not seeing, like, The Departed or stuff like that. You're not seeing 
the full on gangster experience all the time, isn't yeah. it? I think it's certain things as well sometimes where I just think I, I have to be in the right frame of mind. Um, which is the Leo DiCaprio movie with the bear, what's it called? Oh, the, what, the Reverend. The Reverend. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, it took me quite a long time to get around to watching that. And when I watched it, I was absolutely the right frame of mind to watch it. And I enjoyed it for what it was. But I, I don't know, there's this, this things hesitancy mm. by me going, I don't know whether I really want to watch that. <laughs> I think with that movie, yeah. a lot of it was people just saying, oh, you just need to see the bit with the bear. That, like, that bear bit was just all people would talk I, I, I mean, it was a fan- The rest of the film was forgettable. Did, I, 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 it was quite, you know, a fantastic story. And, you know, the, with it, I, I, I liked it. But again, it had I had to be in the right frame of yeah. mind. I'm sure that's like with, with anything and any. Thing mm. that we watch, I'm just looking at your list as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if trying to anything. think of stuff like um, that. So, okay, few quick 20 second shout outs. So, we had El Camino, which we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. No, that was right. That was what it was. The Laundromat, has anyone got around to that no. yet? No, it's on my watch list. I know Ben's watched it and he very much enjoyed it. Um, I saw Terminator, Dolomite. Yeah. Was another one. And I think, do you know what? The other one I watched, Happy Death Day to You, which was pretty much the same as the first one. And I think that'll wrap us up. There you go. I will just jump in, though, with um, to speak on behalf of Ben, who can't be with us. Um, so his top movies, Endgame, Knives Out, which I haven't seen. Oh, I need to see it. Um, I've heard very good things about yeah. it. Uh, Rocket Man. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Rocket Man. I liked it. And did you, have you seen Yesterday? No. I really enjoyed Yesterday. No. I thought it was very good. <laughs> no, I just realised that the guy, the main character in that, I was at an event a couple of weeks ago and I didn't even realise it was him. He was there. He was at my, in a, my daughter's film screening. <laughs> I went to go and see a film that my daughter was in. And, and De- is it Dev Patel? No, yes. that's, no, no. Was that the character's name in it? I can't remember anyway, but. Hamish Patel. That's it. He was there and I was like, I had no idea who these, there were other yeah. people there. I had no idea who they were. This is my, like, how I, <laughs> I'm old now. So it's like my view of pop, I would like, you know, young person me would have been like really excited. Yeah. He said, I was like, was it? <laughs> um, and his other movie to mention, as we've talked about, Joker. Uh, TV wise, Watchmen, um, is a big fan of Fleabag. Yes. Um, oh my fucking God. Yes, yes, yes. I, I enjoyed some of it. Laura was well into it. Um, I love it. I love it. It's just. And another one that you like, uh, Sex Education. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that was literally about January the 1st or 2nd. That was totally worth it. Yeah, and season two's about to come out. Is it? 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 Yeah. Yeah, he loves... All I'm thinking of is Julian Anderson in Sex Education now. And men in... My brain is gone. But that'll do. You know, 2019 was all right. Um, Some good movies, but there's been better years, I think, for releases. Yeah, I mean, I... 2020 is going to be a big one, but we'll talk about that another episode. Jojo. There is preview screens next week. I'm so trying to do my way. I'm like, do I buy a pass for the cinema just so I can go to a preview screen? Rabbit. I mean, it's a fucking expensive cinema ticket. But again, you know, there's I think 2020 will be a year to get your cinema pass. I think you're gonna, you know, because all those movies that you're on are about, you just go, 
Yeah, because I only bought the pass just to go and see. I was going to go and see. I had nothing to do a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I'll just buy the pass, and I'm going to go and see Knives Out because I was like, it was one of those where I'm. I'll wait for DVD, but if you can go and watch as many films as you like, fuck it, I've got nothing to do. I might as well walk up the road and go and watch it. Watch DVDs. Well, not DVD. You know what I mean. Streaming back at cinema. No, but 2019. Mm. That's it. We're done. We're done. Well done, 2019. Roll Thanks, on, uh, roll on. 2020, the new decade. Yeah, roll well, on 2020, and um, we didn't mention politics once. Excellent. No. So we, um, we better stop before we yeah, do. That is a wrap. So, All right, I'm, um, I'm, at, I'm at pigs at the moment. I've been your host as always, Wyatt, and uh, it's going to be goodbye from Chris. It is going to be goodbye from me. It's going to be goodbye from Simo. Goodbye. We're all off to go and watch a load of trailers for films coming out next year. Yes. Let's start with Ghostbusters. Oh, and, um, oh. that was a good trailer. And uh, have you seen the Tenet? Tenant? Tenet? What? What's it called? Tenet, no. the Christopher Nolan trailer. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't Tenet. seen it. You oh. mentioned it on the WhatsApp group. You know, you think it's one thing, then it's another. Yeah. Suits you. Yeah. May the force be I'll talk about Ghostbusters another time. I've got issues. Oh, what, the original Ghostbusters? Or no, no, this trailer. The, the older new Oh, we... Issues. Yeah. Oh, anyway. we are in control. All of well, if you, if, if it's so strange in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? The police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably oh, better. Than, no, no, yeah. no. You don't really want Ray Parker Jr. turning up. I prefer no Bobby Brown, actually. He probably use <laughs> some drugs. Yeah. Now I can see ghosts. <laughs> anyway. That is our review done. Yep. We'll see you in a year's time. We're not, well, for the next review. <laughs> a year's time? Yeah. We'll see for you the next soon. Review. Yeah, other than that. We'll have our preview of... Well, this, this, we'll this is our... coming out in December 2020, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just in time for our preview of 2020. <laughs> anyway, peace out. Much love. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Get off here! Get off here! Come here! The Friday Night Beer Club Podcast.